Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming to Comic Book Club Live! Please give it up for your hosts, Alex, Justin, and Pete! What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I am Pete. And that's our man of the booth, Booth Man Prime! And speaking of Prime, I want to report a crime. And that crime is that Pete confessed to us backstage that he stole a Van Gogh. (laughs) I think that's what happened. We were running kind of out here, but is that that what happened, Pete? Nope. No, Uh, it's not. I want to confess that I saw Pete in Philadelphia this weekend. Oh. A little off-campus hang sesh with my man Pete. JT Sizzle had a show, and it was packed. I was like, what? Wait, Uh, What's going on? You went to Philadelphia, and you uh, hung out together? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Despite all the time that we spent? Yeah, we hung out together. All right. And I'll tell you what, he makes a lot more sense to me now. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you're the weird one. I mean, (laughs) all, all I could say is... Thanks for inviting me. Oh, um, it was an open invitation yeah. uh, for all of America to uh, join <laughs> oh, the, the city of brotherly love. The city of brotherly love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a guest on a podcast called High and Mighty that John Gabriel. He's podcast. doing other podcasts without us, man. Jesus uh, Christ! Oh, now yeah. I'm, now you're digging into the knife, man. Exactly. Yeah. I got to uh, hang out. Pete came to the show, hung out afterwards, and at about midnight, um, uh, Pete's uh, Pete's date for the evening was like, <laughs> "It's time to go dancing." Yep. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> And then Pete went dancing. Pete LePage, who after our show, show, which is at 7 o'clock, at like 9 o'clock is like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, I got to leave. Went dancing at midnight? That's when the dancing started. That's right. man, Pete. How do you have that body hold up? What did it do? (laughs) Yeah. You're standing. You're right here in front of us. Yeah, yeah. What kind of dances were you doing? 
like Show what you, tell us what, what sort of yeah, thing. You yeah. dance to the music. It wasn't like I was right, doing like what kind of music. Just was the body, your body just moves to the music. That's like right. the, you are like the if music. We did a little music. Body. If we did a little music, would you show us? What no. Is and like? no. You, I love what you mean by I if we your enthusiasm. We but did no. a little music. Is a well, fun we're way to make it. No, I don't think there's no way of playing music at a theater. What about the comic book club theme? Could you give us a little move for it? No, I'm not your dancing monkey. Okay, and we have an amazing guest backstage who is patiently waiting for you guys to dance. Oh, he was. Out till 3 a.m. What? Really? Mm-hmm. Are you Dancing. right, Pete? How long did you sleep the next day? Oh, did you get enough sleep? Not enough. But Are you I... eating some good food? No, no. Uh, okay. When you go to Philly, you eat like an asshole. That is 100% <laughs> true. I ate 30 wings. For <laughs> and that was like, everyone was like, good choice. I was like, wow, I would die if I lived here. I would. That's Pete. Eat like Pete. That's Philly. That's the Philly way. Oh, man. You're wearing that shirt right now, right? Huh? Eat like Pete. Eat like Pete. That's Eat right. Like Pete. Excellent. Uh, Pete did mention we have a great guest. We do yeah. have a great guest today. She is the co-writer of Strange Lads from Humanoids. Ladies and gentlemen, Darcy Little Badger. Yeah. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to the show. Please, come sit down. Have a seat. Have a microphone. Thank you so much. Thank oh. you for coming out. Uh, Hi. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you here. We do a Wednesday morning podcast called The Stack that goes up where we do reviews of books. And just, I think, like two weeks ago... I want to say last week. Maybe even last week. <laughs> uh, we read Strange Lands and we're blown away by it. We oh, really thank loved it. you. It was so good. So I'm very excited <laughs> to have you here to talk about it. Uh, before we go too far for anybody who hasn't read the book, uh, what's the pitch? All right. So <laughs> it's been described a couple ways, but my favorite is that it's one of the very few rom-com uh, comics with superpowers, but it's also been described as kind of like moonlighting with superpowers mm. for anyone who's watched that movie. Yeah. But it's pretty much just two people who kind of love each other, kind of hate each other, but they're stuck together and they're trying to cope with these newfound powers while being chased across the world by somebody who wants to kill them. <laughs> and one of the things that I thought was such a great twist in it, so they have these powers where they can repulse things, mm-hmm. uh, and if they touch, they'll basically explode. Yes. Uh, it it seemed, I have that relationship with a lot of people. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, it seemed very pushing daisies to me. Like, yeah. That was the vibe that I got from yeah. Was that part of the inspiration at all? Uh, no, I actually haven't watched Pushing what? Daisies, but maybe Mags has. Maybe that okay. influenced her. <laughs> this is your co-writer on it. Uh, yes, Mags my Misachi. co-writer, Mags of Sagio. Yeah, yes. who we had on the show a couple of months ago at yep, this point. That's, that's right. <laughs> Are you falling through time? <laughs> What's happening with you? Uh, listen, man, I ate 60 wings this weekend. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, well. oh, now I feel bad that you weren't there. Yeah, We could oh, have ordered 100 and really made a day of it. Uh, well, let's take a step back. So this is a book from Humanoids. Uh, mm-hmm. You gave us the pitch, but how did it come together? How did you come on board the project? Was it you and Mags mm-hmm. pitching it together? Did Humanoids come to you? What's no, the story? It's kind of interesting. So I, I was just on Twitter one day, and I got this really mysterious DM from Carlos Speed McNeil, who's one of the architects of these three new series from humanoids that take place in the same kind of shared superhero universe. And she couldn't say much because of confidentiality, but, but she was like, Darcy, we have a project and I think you'll be good for it. And I was just like, oh, I'd love to talk about it. Oh, um, what a dream. Yeah. Of all the things that happen on Twitter, that's maybe yeah, the only good thing. Yeah. That's maybe yeah. the only good thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's true. And like from there, actually, um, Mags came on later uh, because I am... 
before that, I'd done some short comics uh, for like native anthologies, uh, like Moonshot, the Indigenous Comics Collection. But I hadn't done an ongoing series, so they wanted to pair me with an experienced uh, co-writer. Uh, and Mags uh, fit the bill, and the rest is history. <laughs> mm. So as a pair, as writers, how do you work? Is it sending the scripts back and forth, mm. taking like, dialogue passes? What's the working relationship like? Oh, we finally we finally found a system that works really well for us. Uh, and what we do is we, we take turns uh, with issues. One of us will, for example, do issue two. Uh, we discuss over Skype what we want to do with it. Um, then the person will, either me or Mags, will write down an outline of every page, send it to the other person, make corrections, then write the script, send it to the other person, make corrections, back and forth until the editor then can look at it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so going from doing short stories to now this being an ongoing series, is it yes. ongoing or miniseries, uh, what are the challenges there for you as a writer? Uh, so I've actually, I thought it would be a lot harder uh, than it was because you, you're really working under deadlines and you're writing fast, but I don't know. I, I found it to be, I found it to be easy. And I think that's because even though the mediums of short stories and comics are different, I've been writing in both like since I was a child. Uh, it's just, <laughs> I hadn't, hadn't published comics <laughs> before. Were you, were there any <laughs> comics you read as a kid that you particularly pulled on for inspiration that you're reading now? Uh, I, I would say inspiration, but uh, as a child, I was a little bit obsessed with Archie comics. I mean, Dude, that's I like, great. Oh, that's fantastic. So uh, they uh, were just, my friends. Sorry, real quick question. <laughs> Betty or Veronica? Wow. Uh, Betty, definitely. Wow. <laughs> All day or day? Right, there you go. Yeah. That's a little There's podcast no question. crossover for you. Uh, have you kept up with them? Have you been watching? I really, I want to get in with like the, I, especially Jughead's like new envisioning. Um, apparently he's asexual for real in the new yeah. comic series. So I'd love to read that. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. great. Uh, you also, I was uh, doing a little reading before the show and we were talking about this. <laughs> you didn't invent, but you're one of the big proponents of something called indigenous futurism. Right. Uh, that's a term uh, actually coined by Dr. Grace Dillon. Uh, and a lot of times people kind of mistake it for science fiction because there are elements of writing about the future, but it's really a way for creative, native creatives, not just writers, but also artists, uh, people who create music, to encapsulate our futures as well as our presence and past in kind of a self-determined narrative. So it is important, uh, especially like growing up when I went to history class, I always heard about my people in the past tense. Like, you know, the Apaches, they were around in like the 1800s. I never really heard about us today and in the future, and that was also the case in the media that I consumed, in the, in the books that I read, the comics that I read. You know, it was always like they died off. Um, so I do think it's important for us to put forth our own narratives that show us as we are and as we will be in the future surviving. Do you have any examples of media that does that successfully? Um, yeah, so check out the anthology Walking the Clouds would be a great place to start. Uh, that is actually fiction. Um, Native Realities in terms of comics has been publishing a lot of works that aren't maybe not necessarily indigenous futurism, so some are, but it's a, it's a great way where people who are um, various types of Native American are writing their own stories, being edited by other Natives, art, arts are by the Natives. So um, 
native realities. They're doing actually, uh, let's see, they had to change it from Indigenous Comic Con because of trademark reasons, but I think it's Indigipop <laughs> X is coming up in a couple of months if you want to check that out. Oh, <laughs> so cool. there's going to be a bunch of comics yes. that embrace this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very cool. Do you yeah. think, is there are there any examples in mainstream comics that do it well or Ooh. don't do it well? Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. I, uh, I'm afraid to talk about ones that don't do it well. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> yeah, fair. Let's just throw you under a bus here. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so I I can't actually think of many in the mainstream, but I did hear there is a new series come out. Apparently, it's written by Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, huh? So I'm going to be <laughs> keeping my eye on that. I mean, if there's anything that the Black Eyed Peas are known for, it's their comic book. Well, that's I true. Know, right? Is there anything they can't do? Uh, <laughs> such a good dad. What's your favorite song? Real quick. Nope. <laughs> Pass. Uh, so beyond that, though, you have a book that's coming out, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what could you tell us about that? Yes, it's called A Let's Away, uh, and it's a noir fantasy for young adults. Uh, it, it takes place in a small town in Texas that has secrets, of course, and the main character <laughs> is Don't the fun of I know. <laughs> I'm from a small town with no secrets. Really? That true? That? That's not true. Not much happens there. There's a golf course. I mean, if there were secrets, you wouldn't know about them. No, I'm from there. I'm the one that knows the secrets. Uh, no. You don't know the secrets. Oh, I don't know the secrets. So you're you're saying... a weird drifter that blows through town. <laughs> I have. But then you get murdered, but not in a secret way. Oh, I see. Just like you cross through. Do you have any cans of beans, by the way? Uh, what do you mean? I'm a drifter tra- going through town. <laughs> you're here for the beans? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the drifters bring the beans. <laughs> you think so? No. What is this? Drifter? Well, they eat That's the why beans. the drifters are not here for beans. They're not bringing like a box it. of beans will walk with them. A yeah. box of beans? <laughs> well, like you gotta eat. Beans are in cans. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm I'm saying, like, the cans are in a box, and you carry I'm those. sorry. Wait, I'm wait. Sorry. What, what, yeah. what, you know, she what was drifter like, has a case uh, of beans? This is they don't. That's what I'm saying. They don't have but a case of beans. But they're here for the beans. They're here for the beans. See, I want to murder you, and I'm not even in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming on our show. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, what Feel free we, to weigh in on this bean debate. <laughs> yes. What were we talking about? Uh, I don't know. You small towns. Yeah, small, <laughs> small towns. Uh, was no, you were talking about, about your, uh, yeah. your book. No, it's, it's pretty much just like an investigative fantasy. Uh, but one thing I like about the main character is that she can wake up ghosts, but they're animal ghosts. They're not human ghosts. So, oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of animals? Oh, there's woolly mammoths. There's uh, yeah, like, I've always you know, <laughs> I've always, cause if you believe in ghosts, uh-huh. do you believe in dinosaur ghosts? Yes. Because that's a ghost I want to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like there's, there's like hundreds of millions of years of, of history that are unexplored if you just focus on the animals of today. Yeah. Because like, a lot of dinosaurs died with unfinished business. <laughs> <laughs> they were murdered. They were they, drifters. They, exactly. They were all drifters, and that <laughs> asteroid was the, oh. uh, that was the drifter. <laughs> right. The asteroid. And, and T-Rexes killed. couldn't open up the cans of beans because no, they got again, these little... Again, very odd that these you little... are associating this with that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, there's a lot of animal ghosts. Think of all yeah. the ant... The ghost ants that are wandering around. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm covered with ghost ants right now. <laughs> yeah. After you probably discussion. are, because we're there everywhere. Yes. Back to Street Friends <laughs> really quickly for a moment. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you were mentioning that it is a rom-com with superpowers. Mm-hmm. 
where do you start with first when you're tackling an issue? Is it what is the romantic complication for these characters going to be? Is it the plot? Is it what is the big superpowered set piece that we're going to do? Because at least with the last yeah. issue, with number five, uh, they're on a boat. They're yeah. stuck on a boat together. Yeah. They try to dance a little bit together, but they can't because they can't touch each other. And then an invulnerable dude falls out of the sky and attacks them. <laughs> so lots of stuff going on there. So where does it start? Uh, so we actually start by planning out these four issue arcs. And over the process of that, we do start with what do we want these characters' goal to be? What do they want to achieve? So in five through eight, we actually focus more on that interrelationship between each other. So we did kind of uh, try to build the plot around pushing them, exploring what they mean to each other, what their powers mean to them, uh, and then take it off from there. Cool. Uh, and that's out from Humanoids right now. The yes. fifth issue just came out, um, possibly a week ago. Yeah. I mean, we'll, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> uh, and sixth issue, presumably, is coming out next month? Yes. All right. Very awesome. cool. Definitely check all of that yeah, out. Definitely. And we're going to move on with our next section, which we like to call the stack. Yeah, yeah we do. And in the stack, we're going to talk about a couple of comic books that came out this past week mm-hmm. and chat about them. First one from Image Comics, Dead Eyes, number four. Dead Eyes, number four. I'll pass this over your way. If you want to take a look. Pete, you want to talk about this? Yeah, this is a really cool comic that I've been enjoying. Uh, it's kind of uh, dealing with the struggle of trying to like hang it up, trying to be somebody who was kind of in the business of being kind of like a badass uh, superhero vigilante type of person and, you know, tried to get away. Uh, but it kind of mm. keeps pulling them back in. Uh, that would be a good line for a movie. <laughs> yeah. <You're, laughs> <It's a> good... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. God, if you didn't have to slow clap, I would have called you a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Same like thing. That, way. Uh, That's but yeah, your I just clap. really, uh, I kind of like the... Uh, the kind of main character in this and the, his kind of curmudgeon attitude, I relate to it very much. And mm. it's, uh, it's drawn really well, and the storytelling is amazing. This is a, basically a Punisher. This uh, guy's like a Punisher. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I think he is. He punishes people. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. There's and a- it is, the art is by uh, John McRae, who is well-known for drawing Garth Ennis books and Punisher. Interesting. Okay. Are you trying to sneak a Punisher into here? Yeah, yeah. Punisher. Trying, trying to sneak, sneak in a pun? Punisher? You yeah. trying to sneak in a pun? Sneaking uh, in a pun. Let me... Uh, was your favorite panel the one where someone's uh, trying to punch the guy and he holds up uh, a saw? Yeah. And then his hand gets sawed? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Uh, <laughs> it's a great move, you know, if someone's trying yeah. to punch you. It would be very hard to orchestrate that. Well, just always walk around with the saw is the answer to that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a circular saw. saw. It's a circular saw, right. and that's very difficult because there's a guard. It would be yeah, hard to... Sure. Uh, I know about saws. Uh, yeah, would it be a circle saw? <laughs> This book is very good. Uh, yeah. Jerry Dugan is clearly very passionate about writing this. It's very brutal throughout, so if that's not your thing, definitely don't check it out. Uh, but it is John McRae art, which is great. And Jerry Dugan is very confident with this sort of vigilante hero, so you know what it is going in, and they deliver on it. I like I'm this sure guy do. better than the Punisher. I'll give you that. Cool. He's not taking the bait, I see. No, nope, I guess not. <laughs> no. He's right. changed. There you he go. grew up on the dance floor. This <laughs> <laughs> Did you have your first kiss? <laughs> what? On the dance floor. Well, 
Interesting. Oh, my God. Now I'm like, when what, When was my... No, it wasn't. You don't remember your first Christmas? When was it? No, it wasn't this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you really had to dig there. <laughs> well, I was trying to think if my first kiss was on the dance floor, but it was not. Uh, okay. nice. Not like That's if good. it was this weekend or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, great. Uh, let's move on to talk about Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider number two from Marvel Comics. He's back, and he wants revenge. Pete, I believe there's another pick of yours. Wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. Is this another Punisher? Yep. Are you trying to sneak another Punisher? I am. I am. Snuck yeah, it right snuck in there. two Punishers in here. Yeah, a couple of them. <laughs> two back-to-back Punisher stories. What's this like? Uh, uh, can I just clarify for a second for sure. anybody who doesn't know? So this is actually the Punisher who w- became a Ghost Rider and also a Herald of Galactus and now is time-traveling uh, and he, from, he was from another dimension too. From so another he's, dimension, he's come to this dimension. So lots of stuff going on. He briefly raised uh, still, baby Thanos. Yeah. yeah, he still does not like picnics though. So you know it's like oh, classic. Not much he's also he's way more fun now. He went he crazy. Is a lot more fun. Yeah, after your skull's on fire, I think it affects your mental state. It for the positive. Yeah, and this you're saying he's it cheered him up. Yeah, you seem pretty grumpy right now. Just something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you love about this? Piece? Uh, I think it's very over the top, very creative fun. It's just kind of taking a character we all know and just kind of pushing it into crazier worlds. And uh, these have been very popular. And it's you can really tell when the artist and writer are having fun on books. And I feel yeah. like this is just kind of galactic, uh, over the top fun. And it's uh, it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, Dennis Hopeless Hallam is the writer, and uh, I've always liked his work. Uh, from back in the day up until now. Uh, and what, what is interesting about the Cosmic Ghost Rider, he always seems to have like a child he's hanging out with that he's like raising. So? <laughs> what is your deal tonight? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I just, why, why this is, is not that, a burn. Yeah, I just why are you saying it? It's just like, interesting, the whole thing. You have thing. a child that you're trying to raise? So? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I just think it's weird. It's interesting that that's, this is a man with cosmic powers on a flaming motorcycle, and they're like, let's give him a kid. <laughs> like, I don't know. That just seems a little weird to me. It yeah. is. Usually you want to try to keep kids away from fire. Yeah, and yeah. space. And that's skulls. how we're parents. Wow. Keep, yeah. Keep you your kids out of space. Why did you just point to me? <laughs> we're both parents. Oh, okay. I thought you went add weird parents. No, I said and we're parents. Oh, we're But parents. also weird parents. <laughs> <laughs> Too <laughs> All right, last one we're going to talk about. The question, the death of Vic Sage, the deaths of Vic Sage, excuse me, book two from DC Black Label. Now, this follows Vic Sage, the classic question. It's by Jeff Lemire. The art is by Dennis Cowan. Uh, and it takes the question and is thrusting him through his various past lives. He's going on this very spiritual journey. Mm. Uh, that's kind of where it left off the lad- in the last issue. And we finally get to see a bunch of that this issue. What do you think about this, Justin? I really like this. Um, so the last issue is sort of like, what's the mythos behind the question? What's the question and what's the answer and all those oh. things like that? Yeah. And An- then, answer's not another character, right? Not yet, okay. but it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so this is a, sort of a, a standalone story where you see this uh, character that we find 
find out is an older question. His name is uh, Charles Zaz, and Ooh. he's in uh, the Old West. He uh, gets mixed up in a shitty situation, and we fi- we meet the sort of overarching, the villain for the overarching series, who is the man with a thousand faces. Ooh. That's so many faces. That's the opposite of no faces. Yeah, it's 100% right. And uh, so that's, uh, it was very, it's really well drawn. It's a great story. It has it's a standalone, but also ties into it, this larger thing. It's also an oversized issue, yeah. Uh, where which I appreciate because then the you know the art gets a lot more attention, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think about this black label line? Have you checked out any of this? No, not, now I really want to. <laughs> Just yeah. looking through this. <laughs> yeah, they're really nice, and I was uh, honestly kind of iffy about it as first because it was replacing Vertigo, and it felt unnecessary, and it launched with the whole like. What was the title of the Batman one? The one that uh, where they showed off his peen? Um, <laughs> let's think. Oh, I think it was The Curse of Batman's Penis. Uh, yes. Is that the name was. of it? No, it's, I think it's called Where's the Batcave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Where it just felt like we're trying to be more extreme vertigo, which is a very DC thing to do. But I think very quickly they have developed it into stories like this that allow creators the space and room to explore the psychology of characters, and I appreciate that. Yeah, that first title definitely felt like we're an edgy 90s comic. And it was yeah. like, that's so long ago now. Um, and this feels much Ouch. more in the style of like Vertigo, but still in the DC universe, which if we're not going to get Vertigo, very sad. At least we get something that um, is in that neighborhood, which mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And that's it for the stack. Yeah, All right. It is time for our next section, which is my favorite section, because I get to come out to you all. It's our audience questions. Ooh, so all you up. have to do is ask a question, and Pete's going to give you some free comics, and his stash is dwindling here, folks. Yeah. Right? Uh, but you still got some stuff to get away. I got stuff. Don't fucking... I got stuff. You got stuff, dog? Pete's yeah. a, it's a bad mood. He's very tired. Oh, okay. Are you all right? You were dancing too much this weekend? His ankles are sore. Don't you? It's your favorite time of the show, right? <laughs> My so favorite time of the show like is it. razzing you about your cankles. Okay. Whoa. Oh. Cankles? Cankles. How dare you, sir? Cankles. I said it. How dare you? I said it. All right, we got uh, some questions here. I already saw some hands shoot up. First up, uh, this is oh, going to be it. All right, we'll go over here to Kevin. Kevin, what's your question? Now, we've been talking about comics that have superheroics in them but lean more heavily into other genres, rom-coms, mysteries, uh, westerns. Uh, what are some of your favorite comics that may include superheroics, don't necessarily need to, but are more heavily in other genres. Mm, that's that's a good. Mm. Uh, the first one that comes to mind for me is a, a Bone by Jeff Smith because it started as sort of like a classic J T sizzle. Uh, it started as like just a fun uh, humor comic and then got into some like pretty heavy uh, fantasy mythology stuff by the end of it. And I love the flexibility to jump genres like that and uh, take the risk. There was I'm almost definitely blanking on the title here. I think it was Love and Capes is this ongoing series where it was a superhero rom-com, and it leaned into that. It was very cartoony style, but it was mostly about a Superman-style character who ended up married to his Lois Lane-style character, and it much more focused on their life at home. Oh, Superman. You're thinking of Superman. Superman. (laughs) That's what it was. Uh, No, again, I think it's called Love and Caves. I'll double-check the title at 
Yeah. Love and Games, thank you. There it is. Uh, and it's great. It's super funny. It's very charming. The characters are very good. Occasionally, there's a little action, but that's definitely not the focus. Uh, Darcy, do you have a... So, like, I read a lot of horror, but I don't want to get into, like, the really dark stuff I read, but... The latest oh. thing. All right. <laughs> Whoa. I'm, I'm okay. We're not old enough to hear this. I've got to think of my young adult audience sometimes. Nice. Um, I see. I, I, you mean us, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't uh, say this in front of those idiots. So, like, not not hard, but uh, let's see. I, I, I'm currently reading Bingo Love, and I'm just, I just adore it. And oh, that's yeah. just solidly, yeah. like, very, like, sweet, kind of romantic slice of life almost. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's nice. super cute as well. Uh, so this started off as an old black and white TV show that I saw as a kid, uh, but then uh, it became a comic book, know. and uh, I'm talking about Mask of Zorro. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I felt like it was done really well over at Dynamite, and uh, I, I've loved all those issues. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to do a Batman joke, like it eventually ended. He saw a bat. Never nice. Mind. Oh, like know. the movie yeah, uh, Joker. The movie. Like the yes. movie Joker. Yes. Yeah. That where Batman, which is was. my favorite movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, yes. you and the uh, Academy. Yes, absolutely. Those are the only two people, though. What? Me Alex and, is the me Academy. And Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and then the Academy. The only people who like that movie. Great. Uh, I don't like that movie. Yeah. Uh, just to clear the air, there. So uh, only one person likes it. You're saying Academy. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we're losing track of the show. Uh, all right, uh, you sir, come on up. What's your name? What's your question? Hi, my name is Jesus. How you doing? So speaking of indigenous uh, representation in comics, mm-hmm. are there any indigenous uh, stere- tropes or stereotypes you see a lot of writers use that you just wish they would stop? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Good question. Yes. Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how much time do we have? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, these are just like personally for me, I'm a little bit tired of, of Westerns and 1800s, and there's nothing wrong with that generally. It's just that seems to be like the majority of stuff, especially with Apache people. Um, but one thing I would like to see more of is uh, more nerds who are native. Because, like, I mean, mm. I I assembled the transcriptome of a phytoplankton species. Like, I'm a huge nerd, and I just don't see that very often. Cool. Great answer. Great. Uh, do we have other questions out there? You, sir, all the way back there. Why don't you come up? Hey, Pablo, uh, what's your question? Really Hello, Alex. Really blew up his Hello, everyone. There. Hello, yeah. Pablo. Um, since we're getting, let's go back to the YA Thing. So, mm. since superheroes tend to transition into different genres, what's the most unique superhero that can go there, that can fly, that could work well with the YA genre? Mm. Uh, superhero for the YA world, Punisher. Nice. Good. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pete, why don't you handle this question? Yeah. Uh, I mean, most of them, right? Like, aside from a Punisher or Wolverine, you could, or even Wolverine, honestly, like, you could do a YA book about Wolverine, I think. What's your take on it? I I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I really enjoyed when I was a a teenager. I was really into, like, X-Men, Spider-Man. I mean, they're not, well, I guess Spider-Man's a teenager, but... I, I don't know. I, I don't really see much of a difference between the superheroes I like then and the superheroes I like now. Yeah, I think that's the whole... Yeah. I mean, comics were originally sort of for, for mm-hmm. YA, for kids. So I think it's always... There's always like... Even though sometimes it feels like one very little toe is left in like, this is still for... Uh, kids should be able to read this. I think it... it 
almost any superhero, I think, could be moved there. I think the Punisher is an example of like one that you would not, especially the way Punisher has evolved over the years. Um, uh, He's gotten cooler. No, that's not <laughs> what I was saying. Uh, but um, yeah, and I think I'll, the thing that I, th- that I think would keep kids out of stuff is like just the density of some comics and the intense continuity where it feels like it's almost like work to read them. A lot of uh, superhero comics sort of get into that. And that to me feels like more of a barrier to a hero or villain or team becoming uh, YA available as opposed to any sort of like it's too dark or it's too heavy. Uh, I really respect what DC has been doing lately with their YA graphic novel line. Um, I don't know how many people have been reading them, but they've been releasing things like they had a Harley Quinn graphic novel that recontextualized her story, made her a teen in high school. She's still dealing with the Joker. She's dealing with Batman, all of the Gotham City villains. But it is through the lens of telling a YA story, and it's like very slightly mangaized. Uh, but then they also have a Nightwing one, uh, I think... I'm forgetting there was a Catwoman one, there was a Raven one, Beast Boy, uh, Mara, yeah. And they deal with some very heavy stuff in some of them, but that's exactly what you want out of a YA novel. And they're good reads. Like, I've been passing them to my daughter, and she just reads them three times in a row and loves them. Wow. Uh, wow. And Thorough. Thorough, She man. is. Three she times. memorizes everything. Wow. wow. There you go. My daughter is great, guys. That's the main oh, lesson wow. of the show. <laughs> what a weird parent. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I think we're going to take one more question, if anybody has one. What's your name? What's your question? I'm John. Um, I love uh, futurism, but do you think the genre requires quite a a dark view of the present? So that, by contrast, the future appears brighter? Yeah, not not at all. Like, um, I I actually... Have read a lot of works, especially like short fiction. I read a lot of indigenous futurisms in, in the short fiction that actually embrace how how wonderful our lives could be currently. You know, it's not all just you know suffering porn and stuff, which you get a lot of when non-natives write about natives. They're like, oh, there's so much poverty and they're all dying and sad, and that's not necessary. I mean, I'm a very happy person. I think. <laughs> <laughs> But it, so indigenous futurism mm-hmm. is sort of responding to mm-hmm. um, what you were talking about, about yeah. portrayal, uh, portrayal being uh, aimed toward the past, while sort of classic futurism is about how it sucks yeah. now, but let's hope it gets better uh, in the future. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's the, the line yeah. there. I, mm-hmm. That's so interesting to me to sort of be just breaking out of mm-hmm. the, the past tense mm-hmm. state of most yes. indigenous people and just be like, why don't we try mm-hmm. the present? Yeah. Uh, because that I, that's just, I hadn't been exposed to that before it's so interesting yeah and that's a good point it's it's, it's like it's whole uh, other thing than than other types of futurism <laughs> uh cool thank you for your questions that's it for your audience questions yeah. all right we're gonna move on to trivia and for that we're gonna turn over to mr pete lepage all right pete lepage bringing the trivia heat all right so this is the part we give back to you the lovely audience it's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics, who would like a $25 free dollars? A simple raising of the hand, casual hand up guy. Come on wow, down. Nice. Every time. Casual Every time hand you say casual, up guy. Pete. 
All right. And uh, please remind us of your name again, sir. Hi, I'm Jesus, casual arm guy. Yeah. Casual <laughs> arm guy. Jesus, and, audience, audience, Jesus. I'm and you've re- been called that for years. That's a standing nickname for oh, you, Oh, yeah, right? since I was born. It was great. See? That's nice. just, I'm nailing it. Yeah. yeah. We're just nailing it. So uh, listen to the question. Listen to all three possible answers. Get all three questions right. $25 yours. Here we go. Today's trivia is on topical comic news. Ah, okay. yeah. Sticking to the genre. I right. love it. Here it's we good. go. But still, this is very fresh, very topical. <laughs> There's a new Batman villain that is being teased. Uh, it has some connection to the Joker. What is the name of this new villain? Is it A, Punchline, B, Laughing Gas, or C, Will Arnett? <laughs> Mm. So it's either A, <laughs> or you could pick B. Um, I'm going to go with Punchline. Punchline great is choice. correct, yes. Laughing Gas, not a great name for a villain. Uh, hey, I was trying, all right? That's not an insult to you, just uh, the concept. All right, well. So you write I'm, these questions. That is true. That is true. <laughs> well, I never imagined. I never knew that. That's you great. thought I had a whole team? Yeah, I thought I mean, you had the, a writer's room. The question yeah. is just so creative. I thought oh, you thank had, you exactly. so much. I oh, you had, man. Uh, people uh, working around the clock, <laughs> researching topical news, ripping headlines. From the the so question number two, right? There is a new Black Widow title dropping in April before the movie in May. Who is writing it? Is it A. Greg Pak, B. Kelly Thompson, or is it C. Kristen Chenoweth? So it's either A. Greg Pak or it's B. And just to mention, Chenoweth doesn't exist. It's Kristen Chenoweth. Sorry. Real takedown, this wow. guy. The notes, he's yeah. coming. Fuck you. <laughs> Look at this guy wow. heckling you. What? You mean he's heckling you during trivia? Yeah, I know. That's what Especially this because that's when the anytime one time. this guy talks, you can't understand what he's saying anyway. He stumbles over shit all the time, too. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. The, 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 the no, I'm sorry. Maybe forget the answers again. What was B again? I, B is just correct. B oh, is right, correct. Okay. Sorry, Kelly just, Thompson. Real quick, not to interrupt this, but I'm gonna have to kill Pete. <laughs> yeah. Bring I'm this sorry you had to be here for this uh, casual hand up guy, but this is going down right casual now. Casual hand up guy is used to murder. It's yeah. All right, great. Here we go. Speaking of murder, uh, who is the new Punisher villain uh, coming back in this uh, new? Oh, I shouldn't say new Punisher. Who is the old Punisher villain mm. coming back in the new series? Starting in April, is it A Barracuda, B Jigsaw? Or I'm is glad it... I'm the only one on the show who stumbles over things. By the way, yeah, yeah, no Pete problem. I uh, I did that on purpose just to oh, make, you to feel, make better. Me feel better. Yeah, should yeah. I just sit down? Is yeah, that... yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah. give him the money, Pete. <laughs> or is it C Jeff Daniels? So it's either Barracuda if you would like twenty five dollars, or you could be wrong. Uh, Barracuda? $25. Congratulations, Jesus. Uh, Now, as we all may know, there is a secret quiz inside of this quiz. The third answers of Pete's questions hide a riddle. (laughs) (laughs) A riddle that will reveal a Robin Williams movie. That's right. For some reason. For some reason. And I will say it's definitely not... A riddle. It's a list of get of other stars in the movies <laughs> that may also feature Robin. Uh, speaking of stars, real quick, back to the star of trivia, oh. Pete LePage. Uh, what are your third answers today? Will Arnett, Christian, and then uh, Kristen, and then uh, what? Chenoweth. Yeah, Chenoweth. And then Jeff Daniels. Okay. Nice. Uh, does anybody know what Robin Williams movie Pete is talking about? <laughs> 
Anybody. Wow, total mystery. And let me, just say, let me mystery. just say real quick while we're mulling this over. I'll give you a little hint. He's driving a giant vehicle. Uh, RV. 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 Yeah, wow. There you go. Everyone's uh, favorite great. Robin. Everyone's yes, favorite. He loves it. <laughs> everyone's favorite Robin Williams vehicle. RV. See, he loves that movie. Um, I, it's that's great. Uh, let me just saying? say, it's very funny to me that you stand up. This show we've been doing for 13 years. Sure. Going on I 14. I think yes. it's 14 or at it's this point. 14 years. Yeah. And you stand in the crowd and say, what Robin Williams movie is Pete talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very funny, I don't want to say end point, but a, uh, a sort of a vanishing point. Or it's like, look how far we've come. Right. Almost like I something. Mean, I'd frame it as how did we get here? Yes, sure. exactly. Sure. How did we get here? Yeah. Secret trivia. A secret uh, trivia. And it's funny, it has been a slow decline into getting here. I don't think it's a decline. Uh, It's like when you are planning a trip. Say you're going on a camping trip. And you're like, we're going to hike to the top of this mountain. And you're like, how did we get into this lava pit that we're (laughs) slowly burning it? Yeah. Because we went off the map. And the first place is a secret quiz that's been running for five years (laughs) called the Punisher Quiz that Pete didn't tell anybody about. Secret quiz. And then it went... Uphill is what you're saying from there. I love the quizzes. Let me be yeah, they are yeah. great. It would be nice if we had another, a third secret quiz after yeah. the Punisher quiz and the Cipher quiz. There is. But oh, there how, is. How no one's unlocked it. it yet. Yeah. Interesting. That's true. Yep. Interesting. It's out there for everyone to see. Yeah. There's a secret code. There's a secret code that unlocks the third quiz, I guess. Yeah, I guess we'll never know. You know what else is unlocked? New Comic Book Day. Yes. That's happening tomorrow. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Pete, what are you looking forward to? Once and Future, number six of six. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's six of six. It, it is, is going to continue, six. but this is the six. Right. It is It is to be continued. Six of seven dot, dot, dot. Well, I'm just saying what's written on the comic book. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's what, the end of the first arc. Yes. What are you looking forward to with this? Uh, well, this is just a real creative take on the classic uh of like Camelot and all that kind of stuff, and uh, it's really uh, well drawn, amazing storytelling. And, you know, it's just about a guy uh, backing up his grandma. You know, yeah, yeah. it's really nice. Uh, it's that's nice. not guy exactly what it's about. Actually. It is too what it's about. <laughs> I mean, kind of. It is about that. Yeah, sure. there's just other stuff that it's also <laughs> about. Sure, things. but you, that's your so favorite thing. Is that's my favorite part of it. Yeah, yeah. I you, just don't pick up the book, being like, oh, it's about a guy backing up his grandma. Yeah, this, this is, is, this is a perfect, sure, That's one of the things that happened. This yeah. is a perfect comic to sit down and read with your grandmother. <laughs> right, right. It's like the movie Seven is about what surprises can you find in a box? Oh. Exactly. A perfect movie to show at a child's birthday. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Because that's when you open presents. Now, if you want to hear a review of that, we do that. I have that in our Stack podcast that's coming up Wednesday at 9 a.m., both in its dedicated Stack feed, also in the Comic Book Club feed. What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy number one. Wow. Uh, This is a comic by Marvel Comics. Um, (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) Made famous for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. uh, Which are the movies. Do you not um, know who's writing it? Is that why you're doing this? Which movies were the... Cinematic universe. Okay. So um, you have movies with a lot of characters who um, do do a lot of stuff in space. Oh, okay. In space? And also Like Ad Astra. 
Yes, exactly. I believe uh, that movie is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, okay, The Martian. The Martian, also. Very good. Space. Um, what is happening? Uh, we're, um, Pete, we review pop culture on this yeah, podcast, sure. and that's what we're doing. We're journalists about. who review pop culture. This is we're topical. This is you, topical Technically, you have to put journalists in quotes. Everybody, everybody is talking about both Ad Asher and The Martian right now, so I think it's important for us to talk about it. This section has topical comic news. Uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy number one. It's written by Al Ewing. Uh, who is also doing Immortal Hulk. Um, and that book is fantastic. Uh, very, uh, that book is a very dark take uh, on the Hulk uh, horror. Uh, a lot of like uh, wild different situations he's yeah, put in. That's not what's happening in this book. You though. got that right. Uh, that's exactly what I was uh, building up to in my language. Well, and it my words. didn't seem like you were. Well, I, just trust me. If you just listen to the very end of the sentence. Well, the, the, I can't, I can't I, make I, it I, that well. You're boring the, me in the middle. I'm I, boring you? I'm yeah. boring you. My co-host, my fan, my friend, <laughs> Vila Page. I'm boring This him. is what I was saying at the top of the show. Pay, Pete cannot wait to get out of here. Yeah, exactly. He's got to go dancing. He's like, I got to go. go He's got to go dancing. It's He's not in a good mood. I should have never brought up the dancing. You're like a reverse Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> at midnight is when, it, yeah. At midnight, the glass shoes go on. <laughs> yeah. And shit gets and crazy. else comes off. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, such a weird Get idea. Get to the goddamn thing so we can move on. And in this book, um, I'm excited to see Al Ewing's take on this. Uh, especially, it doesn't feel like it's going to be that sort of horror take. Um, and he's such a good writer. I'd like to see where it goes. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we'll also have a review of that in our staff podcast. <laughs> what a weird coincidence. Great. Hey, here's a rare hat trick of what we're going to review in our stack podcast. I'm looking forward to Firefly number 13. Oh, wow. is coming out oh. from Boom Studios. Uh, they released a one-shot set in the Firefly universe by Greg Pak uh, called The Outlaw Ma Reynolds. It was all about Mal Reynolds from Firefly having to arrest his own mother. And at the favorite. end, this is a spoiler, but he ended up being a sheriff working for the very people that he's been opposing this entire time. The bad guys. It's Twist! such a fun setup. That's what they're following up in this issue and ongoing in the series. That's great. Like, I love seeing that sort of bold shakeup in the universe. Mm. It takes it entirely out of the initial concept of Firefly, and that's that's a fun place for them to go. Totally so, agree. There you go. Uh, Darcy, plug your stuff. What should people yes. be checking out? <laughs> Check out Strangelands. Issue 5 just came out. Issue 6 is coming. Uh, and also, stay tuned for my book, Alatsuay. Multiple people get like smashed by a woolly mammoth ghost. Yes. Yeah. So cool. Definitely going to check oh, that man. out. Very, Very excited. excited. A <laughs> couple of other things from us that you want to probably check out. Uh, we do a lock and key podcast called Lock and Key Unlocked that is very quickly counting down to the Netflix series. We've been recapping every volume of the book. And please do subscribe to the Lock and Key Unlocked feed in particular because we're going to have a bunch of fun surprises and bonus things. Do we get to say any of those surprises? I mean, uh, I think we could say one of them. Yes, that yes, we yes. Take the last night. Uh, we have a, an interview. We talked with Gabriel Rodriguez, the artist for Lock and Key, for like an hour. It was yep. so fun. He's the nicest man. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, and that's just the beginning of it. So definitely uh, subscribe to that if you're a fan of Lock and Key like we are because we are going to have cool stuff like that rolling into that feed. Uh, also, Riverdale After Dark, our Riverdale podcast is coming back very, very soon, as in tomorrow, hopefully. Mm. Uh, so uh, check that out and subscribe there. Also, Chilling Podcast of Sabrina. Sabrina. 
is coming back this Friday. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, man, that's very soon as well. Uh, we're going to have eight episodes of that tying into the Netflix series and a bunch of other stuff coming soon. So stay tuned to all of your podcast feeds for all of that. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. I was on Twitter at Comic Book Live. You can support this show and all the podcasts we do at patreon.com slash comic book club and get a bunch of fun bonuses. We have a Slack. We have uh, fan club mailings, other things like that that you mm. can check out. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice if you want to subscribe. And please do comment on iTunes. That helps us quite a bit. Uh, we really appreciate it as well. Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast. More. Couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Darcy for being on the show. Boot Man Prize. But most of all, we want to thank you all. We are here every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends good night. Thanks for coming out, night, everybody. Guys. Appreciate it. Don't go mad.